I'm Conan Tobias, and you're listening to the Tattle Creek Podcast. Or are you? That's the question I'll be exploring today with my guest, the longtime Tattle Creek contributor, author, copyright crusader, and executive director of the Writers' Union of Canada, John Deegan. Hi, John. Hi, Conan. John's joining me on the phone today. John, aside from the many hats that I mentioned above, you're also a former podcaster. You you had me on uh, what at the time was a record-length episode of The Book Room a few years back. That's right. Really? Was it record-length? Is that what you said? It was, and then you purposely, uh, let's do it, Roscoe, I think one second longer, just to screw me. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. I don't forget, John. <laughs> so we got this Tattle uh, Creek well, podcast. Hmm? Go ahead. I was going to say, we got the Tattle Creek podcast here. We're coming up on our big 50th episode uh, next week, featuring a That's po- hard to believe. That, that is really Can you believe it? I know. It's going to be featuring Man, a- I think I only did uh, 15 full-length interviews on the book room, and, uh, and then 15 accompanying readings. So uh, well, I, I have already one. surpassed me by about 30 episodes. Well, as I, as I did in magazine publishing as well, as you guys will recall. You know, you did, yeah. I did. You had your little ink magazine, which I... Surpassed yeah, many for years ago. It little. I appreciate that. In size, not in stature. It's literally <laughs> little. Anyway, we've got our big 50th coming up next week with a poet who I think you and I are both somewhat acquainted. And as our first year comes to an end, we're going to take a little break uh, and regroup. And looking at the numbers, uh, you know, unlike you know how much more Tattle Creek succeeded than Inc., um, <laughs> it seems it's surprisingly hard to give away free readings on a weekly basis on the internet. Now, you and I have talked about podcasts here and there. Um, and you, you've always liked to brag to me about how great your numbers were. So tell me a little bit about your experience doing the book room. Yeah, I mean, maybe for those who don't know, you can... actually, because uh, I've been having this conversation with a couple of other people lately, um, uh, just about the, the popularity of, of podcasts, the relative popularity or unpopularity of uh, of podcasts, depending on your perspective. And uh, I I don't know. I seem to know a lot of people who uh, who listen to a lot of podcasts and. And really enjoy the uh, the platform. Um, and then I, I I also have discovered that there are a number of people in my life who can't stand the idea of, of listening to podcasts and uh, and avoid them. But uh, I'm 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 in the first camp, absolutely. Even though I I don't podcast anymore, although you know I may very soon uh, bring that back into my life. Uh, it really is a question of time. But um, it's a different podcast world from what you left behind, John. It sure is. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say uh, uh, everything has changed. Uh, I, I think I've been away from it for four years now, and um, I've, absolutely everything has changed. I, I, I sort of looked back into it and thought, uh, uh, "Wow, I should I should restart uh, the book room," and uh, I realized that I would have to start from from the ground up, um, which is not a terrible thing. But, uh, I joke. It was a great podcast. For those who don't know, you would do an hour or so uh, conversation with an author, usually uh, every every month or so, and it was it was it was a lovely in depth interview podcast. Different from what we're doing. I just wanted to keep this simple and just give somebody a quick hit thing. We do like usually, normally it's a quick reading a week, just have them have a minute or two. Someone reads a poem or part of the story. Right. Um, and I think actually, if you're talking raw numbers, mm-hmm. you know that may be an issue. Uh, I think uh, certainly the the podcasts that I listen to um, that have uh, you know big numbers out there, um, uh, they're they're longer format. They they go more in depth. Um, they take a bit of, of time with their with their subject. If they if they include a reading, it's um, 
it's uh, it's added on. It's not it's not the major focus of the uh, of of the podcast itself. So I think maybe if if you know the episodes that you're putting out all kind of vary in length. It, it depends on the work that's being read at the microphone at, at one of your launches. Um, and sometimes you get into a, a, a good long interview. And I think uh, that that may be part of the issue that you're dealing with. You know, I, I think uh, with, with, a, with a podcast, you need to put out a, a product that is very similar um, every time, um, not in subject matter, but certainly in, in length and scope, um, and, and build an audience around around that format. I think the bigger question is, is perhaps building an audience and how do you do that in this day and age? Now, how, do, how, how are you doing that with your podcast way back then? Uh, well, I was, I was promoting it everywhere that I could, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely, and I know that that's really not a problem for you. You're, you're a great promoter. Um, but I, really, I, I actually really do think that, uh, that the longer format um, has just a, a, a more of a natural audience out there. Uh, people... people well, they love audiobooks. They they crave uh, they crave uh, length in, in these things. Um, you know, for me, a podcast is uh, is the walking of the dog, and uh, and however long the podcast goes on, that's how long my dog gets walked. And uh, so so my dog. So your dog hates my podcast, is what you're saying? Yeah, my dog has a problem with your podcast because yes. they're too short. Mm. Um, and uh, once they're over, I, I head back to the uh, I head. I head back to the house. So, save them up. Uh, save them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess I could just go from one to the next, but that well, seems like cheating. <clears throat> it was kind of modeled on, on a song of the day podcast, where you just get a song each day. I was like, oh, there's a little song I hadn't heard before. And this is just this is supposed to be something aside from your long podcast. You, no one wants another long podcast necessarily. It was just a little a little quick bonus thing that you listen yeah. to, well, like like how like how Tattle Creek itself comes out only twice a year, and you don't get that big pile of unread right. magazines. I get it. I get it. I, I, still, I disagree though. I think I think people do want uh, do want a longer podcast, and I will. I will talk about one of your recent podcasts mm-hmm. uh, as an example of that, which was the interview with you, in fact, about your uh, your loose goose article. Good podcast. Uh, good podcast. It was an excellent <laughs> podcast, and Thank and it had uh, it, it had length and it went in depth. Um, it, it didn't feel rushed in any way, and uh, and I, I luxuriate in that kind of thing, and uh, I, I don't think I'm alone uh, in the in the vast podcasting audience. Um, in 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 having that uh, preference, I mean, I I love to hear your readers read. Um, I think maybe uh, mixed into a into a longer format um, would be how I would prefer that, that kind of material. The idea also with the reading thing is that uh, it's very easy for me to do because I do have a job elsewhere aside from all this. Yeah, who has the time to put together, as you well know. Well, exactly, and, and really, that was exactly why I stopped. <laughs> so I was trying. So I was trying to find a balance of something that I could actually accomplish and can, and keep going, yeah. and entertain well, people with at the same time. I mean, part of the problem for me is that I was an absolute perfectionist around the uh, the craft of it. Uh, I would, if I uh, interviewed somebody for an hour, I would spend ten to twenty hours editing that uh, that interview and, and putting the podcast together um, and then and then uh, putting it out and promoting it and that was just uh, that would that just became too much time uh, I didn't, I didn't so I basically I shouldn't 
So I shouldn't believe anything anybody said on your podcast, basically, because you've cut it up so much. That, That's right. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I made people say things that they didn't yes. actually believe. That, mm. that, was, <laughs> that was part of the fun of it. But um, You're a new media pioneer. You know, I think, and, and you know what? I, I've learned through listening to other podcasts, uh, maybe not yours. I won't say anything about the, uh, the edit quality of, of yours <laughs> because I don't know what you do exactly. But uh, some of the, pop, uh, some of the uh, podcasts that I listen to now that I like the most are clearly very lightly edited. I used to take out every um and ah, uh, um, and I used to really compress the sound, and I used to really make sure that there was no background noise. And uh, I'm finding that much more raw sound footage um, in podcasts is the thing now. I mean, uh, for instance, we are talking on the telephone, and that's something I never would have done in my podcast. I always wanted to have the person with me in a studio-like room that I had baffled in some way and, and uh, kept the noise out of. And uh, Which I often do I, for the readings. Used, I used a, a microphone that cost me several hundred dollars, and uh, and I'm finding now that, that a lot of the podcasts I listen to clearly are done with iPhones, um, you know, and uh, and not edited in the least. And there's a there's an immediacy, there's a rawness to that that I have learned to appreciate. That's my take. I do I do I do very light editing, so I like it to have a radio feel. So I only, I really only edit if I absolutely have to take something out. I like it to be sort of a live to tape thing. Uh, with a lot right. of with a lot of these phoners, I'll actually do it on the day of and put it right up. So it's a very immediate. Yeah. So, thing. I, so, so I like the immediacy take, of it. You don't take out the ums and the ahs. If there's some really long, awkward ones, I might take them out. But I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not the perfection, the twenty hour perfectionist that you were. No. <laughs> well, I it, it became a visual thing for me. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you know what it's like to look at those sort of sound waves when you're editing, and uh, it's I like a matrix for you. That's right. I could spot the ums and the ahs as as visuals uh, without even having to hear them, and I would just zoom in on them and, and excise them. I'm glad you moved on and are living your life now, John. Instead of spending yeah. 20 hours on a podcast, <laughs> I think yeah, I think my family is pretty happy that I've I've, uh, I've relaxed that. So I don't know. I don't know if you're willing to say you've you've told me many times you had great numbers. But you never actually told me what those numbers were. Are you comfortable giving some indication of what your numbers were? Well, I'll tell you, I would, I would love to be able to go back and, uh, and uh, take a look at my numbers and tell you exactly what they were, but, uh, but as we have discussed, everything has changed, and uh, the platform that I was working on, uh, I no longer uh, have an account with, and so I don't, I don't have access to those numbers at all. Do you remember vaguely? What, what I remember, yeah, what I remember is that I had a slow build on my first five podcasts, up to the point where I was getting several hundred downloads um, for every podcast, and and I, I wasn't sure how to how to trust those numbers because those were were the uh, the pure numbers from the platform that I was working on, which I think was called uh, Liberated Syndication Libsyn. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure what platform you you're on. Um, I wasn't really um, getting any indication of how many people were listening to it, say, live on iTunes, or if you 
put the link up on Facebook or, or Twitter and, and sent it out across all the social media platforms, how many people were listening to it direct on those platforms as well? I'm not sure if those numbers actually filtered down into the into the platform that you're working on and and, and uh, become part of your statistics. So so I assumed that there were many more than the several hundred uh, per episode that I was getting. And, and what was interesting is that um, those several hundred, they were around the world it was very strange mm. I, I uh it was it was a podcast mostly about canadian books i think i had one or two international um guests on the on the show but it was mostly about canada and yet uh a large portion of my audience was actually in the seattle tacoma area of uh of washington state mm. You know, I do have a connection to that area. It's, uh, my in-laws live in that area, but uh, oh, there we go. But, but the numbers uh, were far greater than, than my actual immediate family in that area. Well, they were getting all their friends to listen, obviously. Pardon me. They were getting all their friends to listen, obviously. Yeah, it's true. Um, I was also uh, pretty big in in the United Kingdom. Um, Japan loved the podcast strangely. Germany, Netherlands, Sweden, places like that. Don't dig and big um, in Japan. I love it. Yeah, and yeah. and and very strangely, I I had a dedicated audience in um, in Scranton, and <laughs> I know in the Wilkesbury Scranton area. Um, Did anybody in Canada listen to your podcast, John? Oh yeah, no Canada. Okay. Canada was the major audience. Okay. But I'm talking about the outside outside of Canada. The international audience was was in uh, was in odd, unpredictable places that I could not explain. Very interesting. Other other than through uh, the existence of my of my in laws. Hmm. I find the numbers thing a little sketchy. We we get the numbers in two ways because we host the podcast on our, our on our own website. So if anybody listens to it on the website, I get those numbers in the back end of my website, and I, I feel right. those are fairly trustworthy iTunes is now really those would be small numbers, wouldn't they? I mean, who who goes to a, a, a website to listen to a podcast? That's not really how it's done. I've, I've I've been promoting the social media links to the website, which I'm going to change over to iTunes, but that's how I've been doing it. So people have been going to the website to listen to it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so those and it, it, it is it is it is available on the website. You can go to the website, and there's a podcast page, and listen to it. But so, but for iTunes numbers, iTunes doesn't actually give you numbers. iTunes is not very helpful in that way, so you have to run it through a feed system thing. And so I've got these numbers from this thing called FeedBurner that supposedly are the iTunes numbers. Right. Don't know. Now you know don't how know how accurate people, it is. You know how many people on iTunes subscribe to your podcast, though, right? iTunes does not tell you that directly. Oh, I used to get that number. I can't remember exactly how. It'll it'll I, it'll it'll show me that through this feed thing, supposedly. Oh, okay. But it's right. it's not it's but, not but, it's not exact and it's a little sketchy and so I'm not sure. Right, how and subscribers are different from how many people listen actually listened to the to the individual episode. Right? Yes, there are many more subscribers than actual listeners according to these exactly. numbers. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Every one of your podcasts ends up on my iPhone um, yes. because I am one of your millions of subscribers mm-hmm. on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I I have to admit that I I don't think I listen to every single one of them. Only the only the how episodes. Uh, the Hal episodes for sure. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, and <laughs> well, you're gonna like next week. You're gonna, I'm sorry, I guarantee you'll like next week's. Oh, great, fantastic! Who's yes. on next week? You mentioned it was a poet. A, a poet of our acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it someone that I have lunch with occasionally? Someone we both occasionally have lunch with. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I think I'm narrowing it down. Yes. We've, we've been so we've been saving them for the big fiftieth. Oh, that's fantastic! Yes. 
I don't want to give too much away. I want you know, I want to give people a reason to tune in next week if they haven't stopped <laughs> listening to this one already. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, this has been great. Content. This is gonna, this is going to be a good one. And that's part and that's part of uh, success in podcasting is you have to have uh, you have to have gripping content. But let's talk about something else. Where's your music, Conan? I think we'll probably have music when we come back. Yeah, I, th- I think you need it. Uh, well, the I thing with just the weekly reading, there's no introduction, it's just the reading, so we didn't need music. But as I've been doing yeah, more and more of the interviews... It's not about that. It's about establishing the identity of the uh, of yes. the of the audio product. Uh, oh, I know so branding. People, yes. They hear the first few notes of, of the very familiar Tattle Creek podcast music, and they go, oh, I know exactly where I am, and this will be a short dog walk. <laughs> we'll probably have some music when we come back. I, I, have, I have a little something in mind. Good. Well, John, we're getting some feedback, so I guess that means it's time to go. Oh, really? <laughs> you, you don't mean audience feedback. <laughs> no, I'm talking audio <laughs> audio feedback. <laughs> the audience is actually phoning in and not talking. <laughs> I wish I wish they could do that. That would make it so much better. Yeah, well, that's immediate. That's um, that's uh, old school radio. I know. Um, I, well, I yeah. like that. Digital has changed everything, as you know, and and uh, and made it so much better. Yes. Any uh, any final words of advice before we go? I know you're a busy man. Uh, don't skimp on your sound quality. Uh, next time, let's uh, let's do this over lunch. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll do it at the diner with that poet we know, maybe. Oh, that, see, that's great. You get some nice background music. Clinking, background of, clinking. Uh, of cutlery and background noise. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You'll be able to hear the grease in the air. Hey, you smell that podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, John. All right. Anything you want to promote or pitch before we go? Uh, well, I think people should now watch out for the return of the book room because I'm suddenly all excited about podcasting. Oh, good. Well, if we, you know, if the Tattle Creek podcast does nothing else, if it brings back the book room, then there you go. That'll be enough. Plus, you were trash talking me a little bit there, and I, I don't respond well to that. So well, I think out, I don't. think that goes both ways, John. If I recall <laughs> the first episode of the book room, that has been established. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Okay, for, thanks. We'll thanks. Talk to you later, thanks for talking to us, and yeah, maybe we'll. We'll have you back for a proper reading in season two. All right. Go with, with music. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. Bye.